Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott, and today we're going to be covering credit. We're going to be covering fixing credit, and this is going to be one of those episodes that you're really going to want to be in a quiet place, quiet location, and really be prepared to write down and take notes right now of how to be able to get out of any type of fixing problems. Now, you guys all know, and we'll cover later on, the six boxes that make up your FICO, right? So three of them are going to be for build, but the other three are going to be for fix. So we'll cover all that. But I think what's going to be very important first is to go over these facts. And the facts are going to be really eye-opening to anybody just starting to get, you know, diving into credit, understanding how credit works, understanding all the banks and lenders are judging you and really seeing, unfortunately, how many errors are on our credit reports and how much really needs to be fixed and improved. So with all that being said, before we dive into everything, I have to, have to just shout out every single person that has been hitting that subscribe button, leaving a five-star review. When you hit the subscribe button, you get the newest notification every single Monday when the new episode drops. And leaving a review just shows your appreciation to us, shows the love, helps pass it on, and really shows that iTunes algorithm to be able to promote it out there to more people, letting them know that this is an amazing podcast and it's one that will benefit you and suit all of your needs when it comes down to being educated, really being inspired, and then showing you how to take action and prepare you to be able to take action in real estate investing, as well as just financial literacy in general. So with that being said, thank you so, so much for all of the love, all of the subscribers, all of the five-star reviews, and sharing this out. Sharing is caring. You guys know that. Sharing all the information out, tagging somebody in this that needs to see it, and then just DM us to show that you subscribed and left a review. We'll always send you my book, Action Driven, right here, or even our magazine, we are featured in for a success profile magazine teaching you how to be able to buy properties, like literally physical assets that cash flow like crazy with credit cards. On top of that, everybody that is really looking to dive deeper into the understanding of how banks and lenders are judging you, how to get really just knowing how to play the game. It's like real life monopoly, right? But being educated, how the banks and lenders are judging you, how to position yourself to look the sexiest in front of banks and how to fix your credit very quickly, how to be able to get several six figures. Before we even dive into that, fixing credit, we just had a student, first off, just a shout out. We had a student that jumped in a couple of weeks ago in within a few hours, was able to remove bankruptcies. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Like, He removed bankruptcies in a couple hours with our education and credit council elite. So very high level stuff and very just proud of people for taking action to get results like that that have been shackling him 
for years, thinking that he had to be a prisoner to this BK for years to come. And he was able to remove it with the education and guidance in just a few hours. So amazing results very quickly in hours up to 10 business days on fixing credit. And you guys can too with some of the techniques we're going to show you today. And then afterwards, getting several six figures, even seven figures in funding. And after that, putting it to work and being able to travel the world for free, but also being able to do high level manufacturer spending and also high level ROIs, you know, like infinite banking, infinite returns on your credit that you put to work for you so that you can travel the world and and be able to do whatever you want with whoever you want, whenever you want. And so if you're looking to be able to satisfy those needs and get that financial education and be able to be around like-minded individuals, then then Credit Council Elite is something you'll definitely want to consider. Um, And we do a weekly webinar that you can just go to creditcounselelite.com or look somewhere on our social media pages to see if you can register for the next one, either on a Thursday or Saturday coming soon. So with that being said, We have 104 individuals that are currently in there in our mastermind group, and it's been next level type of learning, next level type of networking, and really something exciting to see what the future brings for them. All right, so let's just dive into it. So let's talk about some facts right now, right? I mean, it's really heartbreaking, honestly, but the facts show that one out of three, so basically a third of Americans that are actually asking to see their credit profiles find mistakes. And more than 60% of Americans are clueless or even they're just not taught, right? They're they're not teaching this stuff in school, but they're not taught how to read a credit report properly. So one out of three Americans find errors on their credit report if they ask. Okay, if they ask to see it, they will find errors on there. And that's only if you're educated on knowing how to actually see it, right? Over 60% of Americans don't even understand how to read a credit report properly. They send you a huge packet of papers. It's very confusing. It's very overwhelming. People will start diving into it, get super confused. It's like a whole book to read and a boring one at that. So, you know, they just give up and they're like, all right, well, here's my credit report. They try to find the score and that's it. Right. But with that being said, how many Americans aren't even asking to see? How many Americans just don't even care about their credit profiles, right? They pay all cash or they're elderly or they're too young or they just don't know about credit. They're hanging on to the old school myth of, hey, don't get more than two, three credit cards for emergencies only. It's really sad to see that. But over three-fourths of Americans have errors truly reporting on their credit profiles. One out of five Americans will be a victim to identity theft within their lifetime. And that's a stat that has been published years ago. The sad truth behind it is we believe those numbers to be increasing each and every year for the simple fact that technology is ever increasing. And it is getting easier and easier to have your data and your personal identification info somewhere out there, leaked out there. And you might not even know you've been a victim to identity theft. But the sad truth is that there's your information out there. Okay. Back in 2020 alone, 13 million knowingly reported identity theft. That's 13 million knowingly reported it. And that's people that care to look, care about their credit profile, and know what to look for. Okay. 
Also, facts show that 47% of Americans are actually having uh, financial identity theft back in 2020 alone. Almost 50% of Americans in 2020 alone have been a victim to financial identity theft. Okay, so these numbers are astronomical across the board. It really shows that there's so many errors. I mean, there's so many data breaches, there's so many credit bureau scams and breaches by themselves and all of the information that they have on file being leaked out. So at the end of the day, our credit reporting model and our credit, you know, just understanding out there is a joke. It really is because it's very far and few between in between. And there's just so much errors out there that what's the point of even looking at a credit profile when it's almost damn near guaranteed to have inaccuracies on it? You know, like there's got to be a better way to actually judge an individual's or to clean it up properly so that there's less inaccuracies on these credit profiles, bottom line. Okay. But those are just the facts, right? And I could go on and on, do a whole podcast about facts, but let's dive into what can we do about this? Well, first off, your first step that you want to write down is to actually get your true credit report. I'm not talking credit karma. I'm not talking your Vantage score. I'm not talking about on your free credit app that it, it pops up to you, you know, what your score is. I'm talking about your true FICO score. And usually you got to pay to pay attention, right? You got to pay to play. And what I recommend is getting your true credit report at my score IQ. We'll put it in the show notes right here, but you can also look on my Instagram page for Brandon Elliott Investments in our bio section. There's going to be a link there underneath my link tree to get your true credit score at my score IQ. Otherwise, on facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor, you can look on there as well, or just shoot me a DM at either of those locations and we'll send you like, the link to be able to save you some money, but also to be able to get like your true credit profile. Or you can go to the three bureaus themselves, TransUnion, Equifax, Experian, and request a free one once a year, be able to get like your true credit profile to see what's going on or pay very little to be able to get the whole kit and caboodle to see what's going on. Stop looking at Credit Karma though. They took away a lot of the educational benefits on there and really just doing a lot more marketing and ad spend to target people. And they're only promoting the Vantage score. So less education, only Vantage score. It's really starting to become more of a joke on Credit Karma. And I really hope that they hear this and that they work their tails off to take it back to where, where and what it was before more education and actually improve it to become bigger and better, but not digressing like what it is actually turning into. But next, after actually getting your credit profile, we want to look at the six boxes that make up your credit profile. Now there's three that are related to fix, and then there's three that are related to build. Now the three that are related to fix are going to be your payment history, your derogatory remarks, and then your inquiries, right? Payment history makes up 35% of your FICO, Derogatory remarks doesn't have a percentage attached to it, but a derogatory remark can be a bankruptcy, a collection, a charge-off, a court-ordered, like an eviction, a uh, repossession, a child support, uh, you know, 
anything like that, hospital bills, they can all be on there. And just know if you have one derogatory remark, it's a big smack to the face. It's a big 60 to 100K drop at least. Okay, inquiries only make up 10% of your FICO, but you know, for each one, it will be anywhere from one to five points of your FICO score. But the bureaus actually have six months to remove it after it expires. So it can stay on there for up to two and a half years. And the sad truth is that once you get to six or nine plus, it really hurts your credit score tremendously that many banks will just deny you because you're searching around for too much credit. Okay, you might be good on all the other five boxes, but that one box, the hard inquiries, you know, just because you applied for all these, you know, accounts and you might have even just denied them after you got approved or you got denied or whatever it may be. The sad truth is if you have too many, you're going to get judged negatively and could instantly get denied just off that box. So be mindful of it. The other three boxes, like I said, were build. So you really want to fix first, then build. You don't want to do this backwards or else you're really counterintuitive to what you're doing here and, and trying to accomplish. So the three boxes of build are going to be your average credit age, where they take all of your total accounts, they add it together, the age of it, and then they divide it by that many accounts to get your average, right? It's simple math. A lot of people get confused by this just because you've had an old account on there for 20 years and your average credit age is four years. Understand that that four years is most likely accurate and it's because you had a lot of new accounts in the last couple of years, okay? So it brings your average age down. So just be mindful of that. It makes up 15% of your FICO. The next box is going to be total accounts. That makes up 10% of your FICO. Ideally, you actually want to get up to 21 plus total accounts. Total accounts, they want to see mixed use of. You don't need to have all six of these of the mixed use, but you do want to have two to three of them to have a good mixed use of. You don't want to just have just credit cards. Now, the six that I'm talking about that make up the total accounts is going to be regular credit cards, retail credit cards like Victoria's Secret or JCPenney's, Macy's. We got student loans, auto loans, mortgages, and personal loans. Okay. So those are the six that make up the total account section. Like I said, it's a 10% factor. It's not the biggest deal in the world. But the banks don't want to see one or two credit cards on there, like the old school miss that we grew up hearing to understand. It's not true. It's false. They actually want to see 21 plus total accounts and mixed use of those so that they can see like, hey, this individual knows how to manage their credit, manage their money, and is in good standing with all of these accounts. Okay. The next one is going to be utilization. So utilization is the last box here. It's a very important box. It makes up 30% of your FICO. So that's a big, great deal. And just the build section alone, those three accounts, that covers 55% of your FICO, right? Let's do the math. Age is 15, total accounts is 10, and then utilization is 30. That's 50% right there. Ideally, you actually want to be at 9% or below on your utilization. Your utilization, what that looks like, it's basically your total accounts together. All they're adding is your credit card accounts. So all of your credit card lines of credit, they're going to add up all those. If you have 10 cards and they all out, each one adds up to 10,000, you know, for easy numbers each, you got a hundred thousand in total credit lines. And if you keep a 
$9,000 balance when the statement closing date comes around, that balance gets reported to the three bureaus, right? So that will show that you have $9,000 out of the 100,000 total credit line as a balance, and therefore you are at 9% utilization, okay? You wanna stay at 9% or below. Ideally, actually one to 3%, there's some secret little sauce that I'm giving you right here. Before applying for anything, keep your utilization at one to 3%, you'll be in really good stance of approval. Um, when you're at 29% and below, you're still in the green, so you're not in, in a bad spot, but just be mindful, the best category is 9% and below. And a little secret sauce for you guys as a bonus for sticking on and subscribing is going to be the one to three percent. Okay, that's between you and me, and keep that on the hush hush. When you hit thirty percent to forty nine percent, you're in the yellow, and it really does start making an effect to your FICO score. You'll see your score drop just a little bit. When you get fifty percent and above, it starts smacking you in the face. You can see sixty point drop instantly. 75% and above, you're in the worst case scenario. And when you hit 100% or even higher of your credit profile, you'll start seeing those limits get reduced and broken down and just overall affected by you know, your scores and your balances being so high and your score dropping so low. So what do we do? Like when you see all six of the boxes and they're not in the pristine condition that you want them to be, we need to look at fix first, the payment history, derogatory remarks, and inquiries. Now, let's talk about late payments first, okay? Because payment history is very crucial. And this is a box that you really want to act fast on. The faster, the better. The, the sooner you have this late payment that you missed on your credit report, um, report to there, you really want to act fast. Meaning, what I recommend is call the back of that credit card that you were late with and ask to speak to a manager, right? You don't necessarily want to speak to the brand new person that's going to jump on the phone for customer support. You really want to speak to a manager and request, and you want to write this down. This is golden nuggets for you guys right here. There's a couple of gestures that we, you really want to say word for word. And the first one is, I would like to request a goodwill gesture, okay? Or what it would be called as a one-time forgiveness when they remove the late payment that was being reported to the three credit bureaus and have it report as paid as agreed, okay? That's what you want reported to the three bureaus. You want it labeled paid as agreed and a one-time goodwill gesture to get it removed. And you wanna beg, you wanna plead. I'm not the type of individual that ever hangs on to excuses and I hate hearing excuses, but, this is the one time that I give you full permission to cry, you know, bloody murder that, you know, blame it on COVID, you know, loss of job, broke up with a relationship, death in the family, whatever it may be. They're not going to verify things, but you want to cry bloody murder, cry wolf, because they're used to hearing it first off. And second, like you get humanized with them to be able to get this in your favor, ideally by getting them to do this one-time goodwill gesture, okay? And some banks will do it, others won't. Sometimes they will make you write a letter. Sometimes you can verbally tell them what to write over the phone, so they put it to that department. Sometimes you can request to get that number to speak to the underwriter or the reporting department that does that. But needless to say, you really wanna focus on that and get it handled 
what you can do also, if you don't have good luck on that, then what it's called is hookah. Okay. Not the one that you would smoke at a, at a club or anything. It's what it stands for is hookah. It stands for hang up, call again. So if you don't get the good person over the phone that really cares and you're getting hung up on, or you're just getting denied and saying, sorry, we don't do that. Tough luck. Then hang up, call again, hang up, call again. They might start seeing that you called a million times today or throughout this month or this week. And, you know, you asked for the same thing. They told you no, and you hung up and you called again. But needless to say, staying persistent and not giving up. I've seen people do this 20, 25 times and it's excessive. It's crazy. And I personally have never gone past like five. I don't have the patience for it or the time, but if you can make time for it and be persistent, you'd be surprised how many people just get to a certain point that they're like, Hey, enough is enough. We're tired of hearing you. Fine. Like we'll do it. Like whatever you need, just stop calling. Same thing with, if you ever get denied, hit the reconsideration line and do exactly that same process of being persistent. And you'd be surprised what can turn out from this. If they do allow, and they say, fine, you know, we will accept this one-time goodwill gesture and we will totally remove this late payment. Usually they will do it the the sooner it took place. If it was just last month or the last 30 days or last couple of weeks, or even within the last two to three months, you have a better option. You have a better opportunity to get it removed in comparison to if it was a year and a half ago or 12 months ago, you know, you'll actually have better odds if it was very recent. But if they say, cool, yes, we'll do it. And we'll report it to the three bureaus, ask for that, a letter stating that, okay, you want that letter, exactly what they're going to send out to the three bureaus. You want it sent to you as well, because that is your golden ticket. Like I mentioned up above with the facts and, and in the very beginning of this conversation, it's so many errors are being reported to the three bureaus that God knows if they may, the banks may do exactly what you request and try their hardest to update it. But what's going to happen if it gets reported correctly one month or to one bureau out of the three? You're still screwed, right? Or if it falls off the next month from some inaccuracies. You want to have your golden ticket and treat it like that for your record keeping, for your files, have one hard copy and have a digital copy on your computer. You want to be able to have those things so that, hey, it ever shows up negatively in the future for that account on the three credit bureaus, then you can send that extra copy letter in stating, hey, this bank said it was going to be deleted for a one-time goodwill gesture and it was supposed to be labeled as paid as agreed. And then they will update it. Okay. So just keep that as your golden ticket. However, if this does not work, okay, and more and more often we do see that a lot of these banks are leaning off the gas when it comes down to helping out in these situations. It's a terrible thing because there's good people out there that set up auto pay and something happens with auto pay or it gets transferred to a new company for like a mortgage or an auto loan or something. And then it's not set up on auto pay and they were in the transition of moving and mail got all situated and confused or paperless or whatever. They missed it. Right. And the auto pay failed and they had a, a late payment that they weren't aware of until three months down the road. They, you know, called up, they tried getting a new loan and they got denied because their score went from the 800s down to 670 something. And they're like, what the heck happened? It's because of that. And it sucks. But if these banks won't work with you, 
then the next place that you want to focus on is cfpb.gov. Okay, cfpb.gov. This is a great resource. It takes about 15, 20 minutes to file a complaint on there. It's online. And what it looks like is think of it as like the parents. It's a government agency that covers the consumers, us, the consumers, to make sure that the banks, the lenders, the credit bureaus are doing right by us. Okay. It puts more pressure on them and they can get big fines. They can get in big trouble and take away their opportunity to lend very rarely, but they can get those things taken away in the future if they don't comply and if they don't follow suit with what is actually needed uh, with, with the big parents of CFPB.gov. So what that looks like is it's a quick multiple choice to get to writing basically your complaint and then what you would like to see from that as a result. However, one of the multiple choices is going to ask you, have you reached out to this company or not? Now, if you have or if you have not, regardless, you're going to want to put, yes, I have. And then that's it. They'll move you on to the next. If you put no, then they're going to stop you right there and say, reach out to them, try to get it solidified and handled before moving forward. It can be very time consuming and still a pain, but you know, do whatever your heart tells you and obviously call in first. If you have got denied, then simply you can answer truthfully and say, yes, I have reached out to them. You'll move on to the next step. Towards the end of that app, not even application, but you know, filing your complaint, there's going to be a section that asks, give us a detailed description of the situation. This is where you want to be very analytical, very detailed, labeling times, places, like who, what, where, when, why. That's what you want to cover in there. Be very descriptive. If you have names of people that you spoke with, ID numbers, if you have times, everything, be very analytical. It will help out. They want to see that. Okay. You can write very long. You can upload documents, any proof that you might have. All of this helps. Okay. After that, make sure you save all those things too in a file just so you can copy and paste and use it anywhere else in the future if needed. After that, the box below is going to say, how would you like this resolved? Just put short and sweet right there. You don't need to get too crazy, but short and sweet, you know, how you would like it resolved. I would like it deleted from the three credit bureaus and updated and labeled as paid as agreed. And that's it. Okay. Or whatever the case may be. But just know that this is a golden ticket. We've been able to have clients remove bankruptcies from their late payments, collections, you name it and get their things in order and situated properly. Now, the cool part is after submitting, the company that you are complaining about has to respond within 15 days. Now, they may just respond back within the 15-day timeframe and say, we need more time to look further into this. And then they have an additional 60 days to respond back. So within 15 to 60 days, you will hear a response back. The best part is whether they deny you or or whatever it may be, you're going to have it in writing, but you'll also have it from the shop caller, the person in charge that has the actual ability to be able to help you out and to be able to label it as paid and fixed and whatever and removed from the three credit bureaus. Okay. So that's great news because you're going to get their contact info. You're going to get their phone, their email, their name. You'll be able to start contacting them, reaching out to them, speak to them over the phone, really start laying in on them and being working your magic verbally over the phone, humanize with them, and also just be persistent and be a pain if it gets to that point of, you know, hookah. 
right? Hang up, call again, call in every single day, leave a message every single day until the point that they are like, all right, enough is enough. Let's just remove it. Let's just update it. Let's just give them what they want. So they get off my back. I know it sounds crazy. Believe it or not, many times it works. Lastly, if that does not work, what I recommend is start disputing through the backdoor methods. What that is, is making a free account on TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, a free account under the dispute section. It takes a few minutes to dispute things on TransUnion, takes a few more minutes on Equifax because they actually ask for personal identification, social security, and the proof of residency to be uploaded on there. You know, so if you have it handy, it will be quick and easy, just a few more minutes in comparison to TransUnion. For Experian, I personally like to call in. Calling in, uh, they're the most organized, the most solidified. It's always a standard of procedures and, you know, do this, 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 you'll get these results every single time. So I do encourage to call in the dispute and you'll get some really strong results fairly quickly. It depends on what you just say. It depends on what department you speak to. But like I said, in comparison to calling into TransUnion or Equifax, nine times out of 10, you will have a lot more consistency and true result off of Experian by calling in in comparison to doing it online. So that's where I would start off with all of that. I would do it in that order. Just like I said, look at your true credit report first, my score IQ, reach out to us for that you know, discount and that link to be able to save you more money. Next, I would look at the six boxes, identifying and understanding the six, the three that are needed for fix, the three that are needed for build, and obviously focus on the fix at this moment. If you have any late payments, you know, take action on those, call in, hookah if needed, ask for the goodwill gesture, the proof letter, and treat it as a golden ticket. Handle, if it doesn't work by calling in and getting that letter, then you can do cfpb.gov filing a complaint. That will be a result within 15 to 60 days. And then lastly, you can do the backdoor dispute methods. If you have a collection or hard inquiries, you can do exactly the same thing with all of those. And if you have a new hard inquiry, doing those methods within the first 30 days really gets the best results. So be mindful of that to get those removed. And then absolute last case scenario, if you aren't receiving these results, if you're still struggling, these are free tips and tricks that I'm giving right now. If you really want the elite stuff, the stuff that is the secret sauce that our high members in our credit council elite are receiving, bankruptcies legitimately in a couple hours removed, collections, same thing, hard inquiries, same thing. You know, you can get the results uh, guaranteed and really just change your life tenfold, not just on the fix, but how empowering is it if you can literally know the step-by-step and get 41 plus a credit cards approved over 350,000 in credit lines, uh, your first 30 days, your first 60 days, you know, it's like, it's next level stuff. And we've had students do that and get 17,000 in signup bonuses alone, but 350 at 0% interest, making mistakes on that mass apply, you know, 41 credit cards at 19 years old, it says something, right? Like that's just one testimony and we have hundreds. So you can check out it if you really want more high-level education on this stuff and join our mastermind group. It's really next-level thinking. It's next-level community. And it's, it's an atmosphere like you won't find anywhere else. It's a true family and a community and a culture that we're very, very, very proud to be a part of. 
and have built over the years. So you can check out creditcounselelite.com and learn more about that every other Thursday. And in between every other Saturday, we are doing a live webinar just to give you the education, no fluff, straight content, straight role education. So it's worth your time and it will show you if it's a good fit or not. And if you truly want to get the results like our students are getting. So if that makes sense, every week you have an opportunity to be a part of that and to just get that free education and tune in to see. And afterwards, you can really get a free 45 minutes of my time or one of our other students that can explain what Credit Counseling Elite truly looks like. So if it's a good fit for you, then you know come and join the team. If not, then by all means, we can help you out. We can guide you. We can give you free advice. You can stay you know, uh, participating in the podcast like you are today. But with all that being said, I love you. I just want to say that I want to let you know how much I appreciate your time. You just gave a bunch of your time with me today and it does mean the world to me. So as always, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you leave a review five star at that and share this stuff out. This content is priceless, but it's also meaningless if it's not out there to everybody. So share this out, tag somebody that actually needs to see this. If you want to reach out to us, you know, network with me on Instagram, it's Brandon Elliott Investments. Hit that follow button as well as on facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. You know, connect with me on there, DM me anywhere. And if you need any credit repair done for you services, please feel free to check out creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, reach out to us on Credit Council Elite. Would love to bless you and your loved ones. I guarantee it, it will change your life if you put in the time and energy and if you just show up. If you're reaching out to me, um, once you're a member, that's all you need to do. You just need to show up, put in a little bit of work and keep my cell phone on speed dial and we'll make it happen, okay? God bless you guys all. I will see you guys next week on the newest next episode. And if you're subscribed, you'll get it automatically. So I'll see you guys then. Till next time, guys. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.